The Sports Gambling Podcast is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use the promo code SGP50 to activate the offer. So enter SGP50 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today where you play, you win, and you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by Play Balto. The Sports Gambling Podcast has partnered up with PlayBalto.com for our March Madness Bracket Challenge. If you have the best bracket on Balto, you win $1,000. If you refer the person who has the best bracket, you win $5,000. If you have a perfect bracket, you win $100,000. So head to PlayBalto.com. That's www.play. B-A-L-T-O dot com. And finally, the Sports Gambling Podcast is also sponsored by FanVest. FanVest Vagering Exchange will be the stock market for sports. FanVest is a digital exchange that lets you invest in and trade sports teams like stocks to monetize your sports knowledge without losing your wallet. On Sunday, March the 17th, FanVest are launching a free-to-play March Madness portfolio challenge where you can win a $5,000 cash prize for the winning portfolio. Beyond simply picking a bracket which locks you in for the entire tournament, FanVest lets you play throughout the final round. On Selection Sunday, sign up for free on FanVestWageringExchange.com to instantly receive a 1000 fan bucks to build a portfolio of your team's that you think will advance. That name again, FanVestWageringExchange.com. are listening to a Champions League special here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Here we are going to be looking at the quarterfinals here for the Champions League. This podcast is about a week late, but still plenty of time before the Champions League quarterfinals start on Tuesday the 9th of April. But I wanted to look at these early. I also wanted to look at the outright betting for this competition and the combinations for the final. So I wanted to have a look at all of this early. Just note, we're not going to be looking at giving out any match bets here. We will look at the prices. Like, don't get me wrong. We will look at the prices, but there'll be individual podcasts for the matches the week of the Champions League. And over on the lockbetting.com, there is an exclusive Europa Europa League quarterfinal preview show for the lockbetting.com customers. And also there will be podcasts breaking down those fixtures. So, In terms of over-under on the goals, both teams to score, match winners, all this kind of stuff, it will be covered extensively on those match podcasts. Here, we're looking at the outright markets. We're looking at who will qualify. We're looking at who will reach the final. We're looking at who will win the competition. We're looking at a bet here to name the semi-finalists. So we're going to be looking at all of that here instead. So let's start with... um, Possibly the uh, easiest tie 
of the bunch. It's Liverpool versus Porto, where Liverpool are at the price of one to five to qualify from this, and Porto are at ten to three. Now, this game starts with Liverpool at home as the one to three favourites, and Porto as the seventeen to two underdog with the draw at four to one. I think it's important for Liverpool to obviously win the first leg, but I feel that even if they end up with a nil-nil draw like they did against Bayern, they're capable of going to Porto and scoring goals and going away with a score draw. If you remember... I did predict that all of the English teams would go through in my write-up for the Sports Gambling Podcast. And I said that if Liverpool went to Bayern Munich with any result, which meant that Bayern Munich had to chase the game, I wasn't expecting a nil-nil. I was expecting a 2-1 or a a 3-2, but a nil-nil, almost just as good because it still meant that the emphasis was on Bayern Munich to win the game. And that would have left gaps for Liverpool to go out and exploit them. And that's exactly what happened. And this is the same outcome. A 1-0 win will do here for Liverpool because it's going to make Porto come out. And as soon as there's gaps and as soon as Liverpool score, they can then afford to lose this game Uh, by two goals to one and still qualify. Porto will need a two-goal difference in order to go through. So if Liverpool score one goal, Porto will then need to score three. And I cannot see this Porto team scoring three goals against Liverpool. And I almost guarantee that Liverpool will be able to score at Porto. So Porto will need to score three goals if Liverpool come away from the home game with any kind of positive result. And I'm certain the European night at Anfield, Liverpool will come away with a positive result. So I'm fully expecting this tie to be over after the first leg. And uh, I'm strongly behind Liverpool here, even though it's not the best price at one to five. I can't see any other outcome, but Liverpool coming through this one. Up next, we look at a tougher tie, which is between Tottenham and Manchester City. Although Manchester City are the three to four favourites to win the first leg at Tottenham. Tottenham is 16 to 5 at home, which is a massive price seeing as this game's likely to be in their new stadium and 5 to 2 to draw. The qualification prices, which is what we're focusing on, are exactly the same almost as the other game. Tottenham are 3 to 1, so slightly shorter, and Manchester City are available at 2 to 9. Um, for me, I think Manchester City will qualify overall, although I think this is going to be a lot tougher than Liverpool. I think. I wouldn't be overly surprised if Tottenham come away with the first leg uh, with a positive result, come away from the first leg with a positive result. And a positive result would only be, for me, Tottenham winning. Because I do feel if, even if Manchester City come away with this with a score draw, there'll be massive favourites to progress in the next leg. Now, Manchester City's form in the Champions League hasn't been great. Uh, they did win their group, but they had a very easy group. They were beaten at home by Lyon. They were drew, they drew sorry uh, away to Lyon. They had a tough game against Schalke in the first leg where they were 2-1 down before coming back late on with 10 men to win that game. Obviously, a massive performance in the second leg where they absolutely destroyed Schalke. And that finally looks like the Manchester City that people were expecting to see in the Champions League. Here, I do expect them to go through. Um, I'm not loving the price at all because Tottenham 
are a very decent team at home in the Champions League. They've been good at Wembley in recent seasons, uh, put on a good performance against Inter, put on an amazing performance against Dortmund and uh, are more than capable of beating Manchester City and may even be more heavily bolstered by the fact that this game could be taking place in their new ground. So I would probably sit on that one and wait and see what the first leg result is. Um, but I think overall, Manchester City are going to qualify. And if... Manchester City do end up getting a score draw then in the second leg take Manchester City in 90 minutes because they're going to need to win that game to qualify anyway so I, I think it's highly unlikely that you'll get back-to-back -back score draws in this one and, and get pushed all the way to, to extra time um, I, I think that's highly like well that would be if the score draws are an even match so 2-1-1s or 2-2-2s but I think that uh, this is certainly not going to be as easy as the Liverpool tie. And I'm very surprised to see both games priced up almost equally. Moving on to the next tie, and these ties happen on Wednesday. The first one we're going to look at is at the Amsterdam Arena between Ajax and Juventus, where Ajax are 5-2 to two in the first leg at home, 23-10 to 10 the door, and 23-20 to 20 Juventus. Uh, the overall qualification odds for this one have uh, Juventus as the 1-4 to four favourites to qualify, and Ajax as the 11-4 to four underdogs. Now, the first leg's going to be important here. Even though Ajax put on a stunning away performance against Real Madrid, I do think that was partly down to the fact that Real Madrid felt they were through and were completely complacent. In the first leg, though, Ajax could have absolutely battered Real Madrid. Now, a lot of people see this differently to me. They say that all the second leg was, was Ajax capitalising on chances that they didn't take in the first leg. It was their domination coming to fruition. And basically, we got the result that we should have seen in the first leg. I don't completely agree with that. I think Real Madrid showed all the signs of a team that completely fell asleep because it wasn't consistent with their performances going into that game. However... Um, I do feel that it's important here for Ajax to to put those goals into the back of the net in this first leg. And unless they are able to win this first leg, um, I would say fairly convincingly by two goals, I expect Juventus to go through. A shining example of that was obviously in the last game, a 2-0 deficit against Atletico ended up winning 3-2 in aggregate with a Ronaldo hat-trick. And that is probably the best defence in all of Europe. That kind of tells me that your name's on the tournament. But we'll get to the tournament winner later. For me, in this particular uh, particular tie, I have Ajax being eliminated by Juventus. They've been really, really good for the tournament. They've got some excellent players that are sure to command big transfer fees from bigger clubs. But I think that's going to be the story of Ajax. Um, they, they bring players through and then they go on to bigger clubs and Ajax essentially have to start over. And I think that's what's going to happen to this current generation of Ajax players. And I think their Champions League campaign will end here at the quarterfinal stage. So you would have noticed at this point, I have gone very, very chalk, taking uh, three favourites so far with Liverpool, Man City and Juventus expected to progress. The last game involves my team, Manchester United, and in the first leg, they host Barcelona. Going into the first game, Man United are the 13-5 to underdogs. 
Uh, it's 13 to 5, the draw, and it's even money on Barcelona to win at Old Trafford. The qualification odds have Barcelona at 2 to 9 and Man United at 3 to 1. So, as far as the bookies go, it's a complete foregone conclusion in terms of who goes through in all four ties. So, that would mean looking at it from uh, a bookish perspective. This wasn't a very good Champions League draw in that we had four strong teams going up against the four weakest teams, at least on paper. I think the only way this could have been possibly swapped around would have been if um, if Manchester United hadn't gone up against Barcelona and um, we had a tougher tie maybe with uh, Man United and Liverpool, which would have been a bit of a toss-up game. And if you put Porto into this uh, into this Barcelona game, then you would have had three very, very, very easy ties and a genuine toss-up. And I say Man United and Liverpool's a toss-up, not based on league position, obviously, but on the fact that since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer took over, if you look at the, the total points of Liverpool and the total points of, uh, of Man United in the general form, and the fact the two teams played out nil nil at Old Trafford when Man United pretty much had only 10 men on the pitch for most of it, that would be a relatively even contest. But we don't have any even contests here, according to the bookies. We have four lopsided contests. And I find it very odd that Barcelona are still getting all of this love away from home because they've won under 50% of their away games in the Champions League and under 50% of their games overall away from home this season. They're not brilliant travellers. And last time they failed to beat Leon. yet in the Manchester United game, they are even money favourites. But we'll explore that further when we do the actual match betting. As far as qualification bet goes here, Man United are 3-1 to one and Barcelona are 2-9. to nine. For me... I think the value of Man United here is in the first leg. Um, the 5-2, to two, which is not too far off the 3-1 to one for Man United to qualify, does appeal. I think Man United have a much better chance of winning the first leg here than they do of qualifying. I think going to the new Camp, they're going to need an extensive lead in order to qualify. And that is where things will fall into Barcelona's favour. But for me, this is a massive massive sit and wait and I know I said earlier that Manchester City would be a sit and wait but I think this one is even more of a sit and wait game because I feel Man United will be able to get a positive result here against Barcelona who are not very good travellers I mean just go and have a look for yourself the record isn't great for Barca and um I feel that you may be able to get a nice price on Barcelona to qualify if Man United, get, Man United get a positive result, or Barcelona just to win the second leg outright in 90 minutes. Because I think Barcelona will certainly be able to, to beat Man United at a new camp. But then again, Barcelona are not the invincible force that they've made out to be. They've lost at home to Betis this season 4-3. They've had quite a few draws in La Liga. So 
at the same time, they're not the um, unstoppable force that they that they are made out to be. Although this is coinciding with Messi finding form. Although as we talk about that, he had some very very good form going into the international break. He has just picked up a minor injury. He is expected to be back for the Man United game, but will he be 100%? Now this is a guy that never used to get injured, and this season he missed two months of the season, and now he's injured again. So. Are we starting to see some cracks in Lionel Messi? We're certainly not seeing cracks in his performances or his um, goal scoring or his statistics, but are we seeing cracks in terms of his health? Remember, Lionel Messi was a genetically modified player who um, was pretty much built up on on growth hormones. And eventually that's going to have some some backlash, although... He has sailed into his uh, into his thirties as a, as a world class player, and I expect him to to continue to to be there or thereabouts for the next three four years. I just wonder how long he can continue producing 50, 60 goals a season and, and winning games by himself. I think if Man United stifle Messi, they win the first leg and um, give themselves a chance going to the second leg. And I wouldn't be initially adding this to any parlays at the moment. I would be simply leaving this as Liverpool, Manchester City and Juventus. And you can parlay that at the moment at around about 10 to 11 in most places. So you're getting a, a pick and price for that one. If you have $100 on it. Obviously, you know you end up with 191 And that would be the way I go at the moment. I wouldn't be diving in on Manchester United and Barcelona. It's the tied around for a reason. Even though Juve and Ajax, oddly enough, is priced up as the closest. For me, um, I certainly only see one team qualifying in that one. If we look at the outright markets at the moment, uh, the bookies have Manchester City as the 9-4 favourites. They have Juve as the ten to three favourites, uh, as the ten to three second favourites, and they have Barcelona at seven to two. The interesting thing about that is, is that the two favourites to win the competition are going to play each other in the semi-finals if they qualify. The Man United Barcelona winner goes on to play the City and Tottenham winner. So that's that. Sorry, goes on to play the uh, Liverpool and Porto winner, and that for me looks like the easiest route. It does seem like. Barcelona would be the ones that have the easiest route to the final. I would think that um, Manchester City's route of beating Tottenham and Juventus is a lot tougher than Barcelona's route of beating Manchester United and Liverpool because the Juventus game is certainly not going to be one any any kind of gimme. In fact, I strongly, strongly fancy Juventus to to be able to to beat Manchester City. I think that is where City could become could come unstuck. That is a tactical nightmare for for Manchester City in terms of coming up against a team that that sit in and do that and have that tight kind of defence and and won't be bothered by Manchester City continuously attacking, won't be phased by the press. I think Juventus are probably the best equipped team in the Champions League, other than Atletico, who are out um, of dealing with this Manchester City side. I think Manchester City could be almost tailor-made for Juventus. That's the kind of team that I don't think Manchester City are ready to beat yet. I could be proven wrong. And if I am proven wrong, then uh, the pricing for the finalist 
is correct, which sees Barcelona and Manchester City as the favourites to make the final at 7-2. Liverpool and Manchester City, surprisingly, second favourite at 4-1, coming above my choice for the final and Jose Mourinho's choice for the final, Juventus versus Barcelona, which is available at 9-2. But... We'll see how this all pans out. This is a preliminary podcast. As I said, uh, there will be an extensive preview of the matches, first legs and second legs when they happen. And uh, we look forward to those. But don't get me wrong. I do think that the the four favourites will go through and our bookies have got it right, but these prices are not very generous at all. For one to four to be the best price... Out of all of the um, favourites here, one to four, that being Juventus, I think the bookies have been very, very stingy with their pricing. But the other side of the coin is if you do fancy an underdog here, the opportunity is wide open to pounce. So to take your pick, I personally don't, but I am expecting closer games than the bookies are. I'm expecting Tottenham to make a fist of it in the first leg. I'm expecting Ajax to make a fist of it in the first leg. I'm expecting Manchester United to make a fist of it in the first leg. I'm expecting these first legs to be very, very important. And they'll either set up the tie. The tie could be completely over or the tie could be wide open, which then gives you the opportunity to bounce on these favourites that I do think will inevitably qualify. The best thing that could possibly happen for us is for Ajax to sneak out a 2-1 win, for Manchester United to sneak out a, a win by a goal, for... Um, for Tottenham to be in a winning position against Manchester City. They, that's the best case scenario for us because I would strongly be recommending qualification bets on all of the three teams that lost the first leg. Maybe not in parlays necessarily, but I would be going on in individual bets dependent on what the prices are, of course. And uh, obviously... The wider the margin, the bigger the price. If you guys remember, we managed to jump on Juventus at 130 to qualify. In fact, I think as big as 7-2 to in some places. So opportunity knocks and we'll be there to answer if there are any shock results in the first leg. But as I said, we'll be covering those first legs individually when they come around here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Over on my website, lockbetting.com, there will be a similar show to this now for the Europa League, which should be available by the time you hear this. In addition to that, we'll be covering the Europa League fixtures individually. We have a solid Europa League lock record for this season of 10-2. and two. That has been one of our strongest competitions of the year. But of course, the EPL show in itself is the standout going 36 and 8 for the season. And don't forget, of course, the European show. The European show is currently at 23 and 5 of the locks, and that will be back at the weekend. So that's it from me. I hope this has been a useful podcast for you guys. I'll be back at the weekend with the EPL show right here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. 